Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NRL Fantasy Analysis. We're going to get started with this Thursday game. But firstly, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for everyone for engaging in the content and really enjoying this. We've had a pretty big week with the views this week, so I just want to say I really appreciate all your support so far. But we'll get started with the Rabbitohs, and up top, Latrell Mitchell, he comes out after a few lower weeks. Uh, you know, his base has been a lot better this, this year, though, sitting around that 40 mark, and, and you know, when he gets those attacking stats is when he gets those big scores, like he did in round one. So for those of you that were thinking about you know trying to get rid of him this week, then that was obviously a mistake, but... In terms of that, you know, he's a guy, and especially with the fullbacks in general, they've got to have that 30 to 40 score. You had a look at what, you know, Roger did uh, last week with his, with his 80-odd. You know, he gets a 30-40 base and then has a big one like that. And for him now to be averaging 60, he's definitely, you know, more, even more than a keeper uh, in, in that fullback position and puts him into that top three or four with, you know, with Pat Ponga and Teddy there. So... What well until the troll? He's got a couple of tries. The try assist, eleven tackle breaks there. So awesome work for him. Next one on the list is Payne Haas at seventy-seven. Did anyone else watch last night and go, "Gee, I wish, uh, yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to have him in my squad in the next couple of weeks." Unfortunately, he probably got a little bit too a few a few too many points there with, with seventy-seven. Uh, you know, for his for his price to, to rock it down a little bit further, but it obviously just showed how good he is as a player and. And how much you know, how much work he does, but you know the the lack of demerits that he gets. He had you know one error, but thirty nine tackles for no misses, five tackle breaks, one hundred and seventy meters, you know, try saver in there as well. So, you know, this is going to be very much a normal type of game for him. That sixty six minutes is completely fine. It looks like across those first two games that he's played, that that's the type of minutes that he's going to be getting going forward, and that's completely okay. Especially if he gets down around that eight eighty, eight ninety. I think he's going to be a pickup over the next few weeks. Something to remind yourself, though, is that he will be playing Origin, you'd imagine, at least off the bench for, for the Blues. So something to think about. But if you're, you're looking to pick him up, then the next couple of weeks will be that time. All right, here we are. Campbell Graham and Dane Gagai. So I kind of enjoyed this one, but also didn't at the same time. I'd been spruiking him this week. Graham saying that you know he's definitely a keeper. He was last year, and he's just had a bit of a, a soft start. 
and you know a negative 108k so far and you know an average around 32 um he was someone that was very much on my radar and i told a few people to pick him up and i hope that a lot of you did and picked up that lovely 63 so obviously got the try this week but just was a, a lot more involved and had more meters gained than, than he has in the past at 195 and picked up eight tackle breaks as well but obviously he's not going to be playing the broncos each week um they didn't have they didn't absolutely smash them but you know, it was a pretty comprehensive victory, and he, he picked up that try. And, and I would expect many more games like this where, you know, he's, as I said, is it, that kind of guy in the centres that if your base is around that 30 mark, and then if you do happen to get the attacking stats, the, the try assist, the tries there, and you can get your scores up from the 50s and 60s, then you have that mid-40s average. And, that, and that's where I expect Graham to be this year. Very similar to someone like Gagai. Obviously, average at 48 currently, and has, has had a better start to the year with them going down that left side a lot more than they do the right. But, you know, for him to, to pick up 60 there without any tries is great. So, you know, two tries just there, four tackle breaks, 18 tackles for two misses. You can't complain there. And both these guys are definitely going to be keepers this year, like we've said at the start of the year. If you're someone with Jake Turpin, you're really happy with his output so far. Again, very unfortunate for those that, that dropped him after that, you know, the first couple of weeks. But the last three have been amazing with 66, 62, and 56 for a team, uh, total average of 54 for the year. So another 56 tackles for him. One missed tackle, two errors, which a couple of them was at one terrible you know, forward pass that went about 17 metres forward. But anyway, uh, he's got a couple of, couple of kick metres out of dummy half as well. So... For him, anywhere in the mid-50s to 60 is going to be great. He's going to make a lot more cash for us because if he's sitting at that 54 average over the next bunch of weeks, sort of three to four, we'll see Turpin get up to around that 700K mark. So another 100K to to be added to his value at this stage. I had a few people ask me if he was worth bringing in this week. And look, on, on his scoring, I'd say he is, but most of us have a bunch of hookers, whether it be Braley, you know, Little, uh, then you've got guys like McCulloch, Cook, all these types of players. I just feel like bringing in another hooker at this stage was probably not the best idea. So sorry if I turned you off, Turpin, but I think that's kind of the my reasoning around not bringing him in. Similar thing with Milford, and he's just he just keeps doing it. <laughs> he had a very uh, very slow start to the game, and then ends up with still still end up with fifty five. So again, dominating the kick meters at four eighteen, and just getting a bit of everything. He's got the four four tackle breaks, turnover tackle, a couple offloads, you know, nineteen tackles there. So. It adds up pretty quickly for these types of players. And for, for Milford to have an average of 50 across the first five games, that's amazing work for him. And if you if you decide to pick him up, you've done really well. And you probably gain another 40 to 50K this week. So uh, again, if I turned you off him and decided to, to push you away from, from Milf, um, I'm sorry for that. But I think, you know, with most of us having sort of three, four halves already in, you know, O'Sullivan, Walker, Schuster, Cleary, whoever you got, Moses... Fogarty, all these types of guys. I don't feel like adding a four, adding a fifth half there, or trading Lou Brooks to him was a bit silly. Yeah, they're both going to score pretty similar. So that's my theory on Milford. Cam Murray's a very interesting one at the moment. Over the last three weeks, he's averaged what 50, 52 uh, minutes per game, and then sixty this week. And and yeah, still picked up the fifty. But you know, what you're looking for with him at this price is it's very similar to how we talk about Jake Chaboyevich there with at 700k they're both sitting around that mark they're at their price to average this at 52 so these types of guys that I feel like you should be able to hold them in your team like yet they're the types of players you're not going to be worried about you know because they're going to score that 50 every week a lot of people are looking to go him to for feeder 
him to Cleary. And I could probably understand uh, Murray to Cleary, but with Fafita, you expect him to average somewhere in the 60s. And yes, he has a bit of a bit of money to make, but surely you can get up to him, you know, rather with through someone else rather than through Murray. That's just my thoughts with that because you know these types of guys like Murray are very safe scorers in your team, and I feel like you know especially across across the year, they're the types of players that you just want to keep in your squad for the whole year, not have to worry about them and, and you know tinker with the other parts of your squad. Especially over the next few weeks when guys like Little, um, you know, we've got some of the forwards in Alvaro, these types of guys, once they get up to four, five, six hundred, you can then do an, an upgrade to an 800k player and then a downgrade to a 250, 300 type of player when, when those kind of cash cows pop up. So I think that's something really interesting to think about and rather than moving on guys like Murray, trading a keeper for a, a slot, you know, a 10-point better keeper, for example, then do it that way instead. I think that's a better option. Uh, moving on to Reynolds, and, and had a pretty pretty great game. How good was his, um, uh, his over-40-meter field goal? I think it was 45 out, and it cleared it by 20, so just absolutely smashed that off the boot for the first one of the year. But you know, for him to still get 48 with with a try, a uh, field goal, a try assist, you know, only five tackles, which was strange, but... Um, it's probably not going to be the best option for any one side. Just again, we've got a bunch of halves. He's averaging 52, which is great, but there's a, a bunch of those guys in the top tier who are averaging in the 60s, and then you've got a bunch of guys in the in the cash cow range who are averaging in the 40s. So I feel like Reynolds is sort of in that middle tier that you don't really need on, at, at this stage. Uh, if we move on to host, if anyone still held host and played him, he got 48, which was cool. One of his better games with no demerits. Matty Lodge with 46 in his 46 minutes, so here it is. It took him uh, took him three games out of five to to end up scoring kind of what we thought he would from the start. So thanks, thanks, mate. Thanks for thanks for doing it in round five, not in round one. Decided to get injured instead. Thanks, mate. But um, if you held him out till this point, then you know 46 was great. He's down 32k and and would have just you know pretty much close to hit his break even. So no money making potential at this stage, but awesome if you held him. Marshall with 46 was good. Glenn was 45. He's coming to the end of his uh, his money-making potential, averaging 45, uh, 44 there. Yeah, somewhere in the mid, mid-500s will be his lockout period. And Damian Cook, very interesting one here. That's the second game this year where he's had about a 15-minute stint on the sideline, so coming off early there with 44. And if he played that 80, you'd be expecting somewhere in the 50s. And it's a very up-and-down roller coaster at this stage of the year. He's got... What, a 37, a couple of 40-odds, and an 80 and a 90. So, you know, to average 59, including three scores under 50, is still really good. And that's kind of how you've got to look at him. You know, is he, is he going to average 60 for the year? Yes. Is your money better spent elsewhere? I think that's what I ended up deciding that it was after round one. So I think you've got to make that decision for yourself and... You know, I'm I'm not going to tell people to trade him out just because he he is going to be one of those guns at the end of the year. And, and you think about it, if he if he didn't get a, a couple of games off here with a, a 15 minute spell, then he would be averaging around that 64, 65. You would say, which is exactly what he's priced at at the start of the year. So if you think that it's going to be a regular stint on the sidelines for him, uh, coming off early, you know, at the end of games, then when they're winning, then yeah, okay. But if not, then I think you should you, know, you can probably keep him if you've only got like him and Braley. With a little, I think you should probably keep Cook at this stage. But if you have like McCulloch as well, and you know, or you've got Turpin, Braley, etc., then you could probably think about moving them on and spending your money elsewhere. If you're lacking guns in other positions, then that might be a, an idea. 
Mark Nichols, a few people have asked me about Nichols, and that's a couple of games in a row that he scored pretty well. At 4.53, he's in that weird tier, though, that he needs 50 or 60 minutes to, to score really well and, and be worth you know somewhere in the 550 to 600 range. So I wouldn't be thinking about him, especially he'll gain a little bit after this week. Uh, Dearden, his price will start to steady out a little bit after that 41. Asako, if you held him, he scored a nice try and uh, got one goal kick there for his troubles, but... Yeah, you'll take that in a in a pretty bad loss. He's forty one, um, and hopefully he'll. I think a few people that had him maybe didn't play him this week. So yeah, either way, you're not losing cash, which is good. I think a few people had Johnson and decided to hold on to him and got a try and got forty. So you'll cop that, but I'd still be looking to move him on as he's not. You know, he's not a money making player and he's not a keeper. All right, Pango Junior is a very interesting one in this game. That's two games in a row now where he's had lower minutes and his PPM wasn't as great. So. Obviously, with Payne Haas back, with Lodge back, they have more firepower than uh, than what they did before when, when Payne Guy was sort of the main guy. Payne Guy, the main guy. You're yeah, nice. Um, you know, 729K, he's priced to average in the mid-50s. So for him to score a couple of 30s in a row, that's really alarming. And if you see this as continuing, I think he's probably someone that you could try to move on to, a Fafida, a Crichton, a Toe Harris, who's a lot more consistent and, and you know you, you think will safely average in the mid, mid-60s. mid Whereas Pango, if he's not getting enough minutes, it's just, you know, you can't expect him to have a PPM of 1.3, 1.4, 1.5, like he kind of had in, in those first bunch of games. Um, so if you have him, I'd be worried at this stage. Coming down a little bit lower, we've got a couple of players left to go. And Jordan Ricky had to go off for about 15 minutes. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but he did come on and finish off the rest of the game. So if he played that 80, you would expect somewhere in the mid-40s again, like last week, which is completely fine. But... A few people were tempted to bring him in this week, and I think you know he's already made 130k. A lot of his money making has you know will have slowed down. I expect him to peak somewhere in the mid 500s, unless he picks up a 70 plus score again. Um, still think he's okay to play at this stage. So he's obviously coming up against a few tough teams, and and when he's not making as many run meters, then his his attacking stats are going to be much lower. So for him, definitely hold. Uh, but keep looking out for, for those types of scores. If you can get back to the mid-40s and high-40s, then you'll be sweet. All right, Jai Arrow. Only 36 minutes this week, and, and this is kind of the worry for picking him up the start of the year, somewhere around the 600K mark after that really good couple of games. Anyone off the bench is very hard for them to go really well, and, and I'm interested to see what Isaiah Papali'i is going to be like um, you know, over these next few weeks. Is he going to be able to keep up those types of scores that he had in the first two rounds? That's, that's going to be my thoughts. With Papali'i there, um, and same with Arrow, I think he's definitely very close to a sell. I don't think he's, you know, at best he might hold, hold, be able to hold his price and score pretty well. But at worst, you'd be um, you'd be expecting him to lose a bit of value, unfortunately. Um, and coming up to our last one that's kind of important here is Tessie New, and another twenty-eight there. So pretty much what we expect. I think he's he's very safe, if, if I'm honest. For for someone that's you know an average team playing in the centres, yet. Your low score for him for the year is in, what, the high 20s, 27 last week? No, 29 last week, but those types of scores there. He's only had one real high, you know, attacking stats game where he got a try. But for him to average 32, you know, he's made 90K for you. He covers wing fullback and centre. I think you just keep him in your side. You can you can get away with playing him. And if he scores a try one of those weeks, you, you jag a 40-odd, which is cool. So I wouldn't be trading him out at all. Uh, and moving along, anyone who has Xavier Coach unfortunately copped a six in eighty minutes, which is uh, almost as bad as uh, obviously David Mead, slightly slightly worse than Mead with a seven in eighty minutes. So for those who are still laughing at me saying that Mead was a Mead was a great option, 
any of that has just been ruined with a seven. So, yes, he made 90K for you. And if you traded in this week, well done. If you didn't, he's going to be starting to lose a bunch of that money. But there you go, guys. That's the update for our Thursday night games. Uh, let me know if you've got any questions about any of these players, but hopefully I've covered all that off for you. If you're enjoying these videos, please hit like, hit subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you in the next one, team. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.